What is up, everybody? Episode 64 of J5 Getting Live here on Saturday, December 3rd, 2022. Big day today, USA Soccer getting ready to take on the Netherlands. College football, uh, championship games today, and NFL football tomorrow. It gets no better. Whew. Been a long week. Uh, I was away, so sorry for not having a episode out sooner, but really just wanted to enjoy the time, decompress, all that good stuff. But we're back, and we're better than ever. So, away we go. Quick recap of the NFL last week um, for the locals. Giants did a lot of good things in the first half of that game. They just could not do anything once the Cowboys talent took over um, and I thought the Giants could keep it close they, they didn't really keep it close they ended up covering the spread one of my few winners last week but um, they were really just unimpressive in the second half they couldn't get anything going offensively defensively they got gashed um, wasn't really happy with how much Wink Martindale blitzed. He's had a good year as a defensive coordinator, but there were a lot of times the Giants should have been playing more coverage and less blitzing, uh, especially against Dak and those Cowboys weapons. They did not. They ended up losing the game. And now they're in must-win mode, plain and simple. Tomorrow is the biggest game the Giants have played since 2016. It is... The biggest game of Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley's career. That is not hyperbole. That is a fact. And both of them need to come to play. Specifically Saquon. Jones at this point, I think we know what he is. He's a guy who can make a lot of the throws. But I don't know if he's the guy. Um, He might be good enough to take them to the playoffs this year. I'm starting to have my doubts about him though. I think we've seen a lot the last two weeks when things just haven't gone right for the Giants. He hasn't done enough to elevate this team. They need him to start using his legs. But the last two weeks, the Giants have not been able to get Saquon Barkley going. And that's why they've lost these games. And plain and simple, if they don't get him going tomorrow, they're not going to win. And I expect him to be a lot better with Evan Neal and Daniel Bellinger both back. I expect Nick Gates to play left guard tomorrow with Azudu out and Lemieux not being able to go. So I expect the Giants to be able to run the ball on this Washington team. It's a defense that can be had. Um, We saw Philly be able to do some things against them. Obviously, the Eagles are a pretty good team. Um, Big plays were there for them. Giants should be able to get one or two big plays. Even last week against Atlanta, it was a game that the Falcons had a chance to go win late. I think the Giants are better than the Falcons. I know Washington has really come on here. I have not been impressed with them. Outside of the Philly win, they haven't really done anything that's impressed me. They, like the Giants, need to stick around, play close games, and find a way to win at the end. They've done that a few times this year. Um, last week was another example of that against Atlanta, but either way, um, you know, it's going to be a game that's going to be ugly. I think the Giants find a way to win like 20 to 17, 21, 17, something like that. Just think that 
the home crowd. Place is going to be electric. It's throwback day. I just think that the Giants turn the tide here. They seem like a team that is not down on the fact that they've lost two games. They're not in here, here we go again mode. They're more in, we know how to handle this mode. Um, and I like that from them. I think that, I do think they're in a good position. I think they have a chance to win. And at the end of the day, it's the first time both New York teams are playing meaningful football in December in a long time. So you're not going to get any complaints from me. That's for sure. Now, to the Jets. The Jets have, by far, their biggest game of the year. Um, It is an interesting spot for them. It's an interesting spot for them as as a franchise. One, with Zach Wilson being down as the quarterback. But two, just in general... Um, with the way things have gone for them, uh, you know, this is a huge game. This could be a statement to finding game for this Jets team. They did plenty last week. Mike White looked great. That was the right move. Credit to Robert Sala for making it. Um, I don't, I didn't really get a chance to talk about that, but it it was the right move from the jump. Uh, I thought so. I know other people thought so. Uh, I talked to Zance. I know he was pretty happy about it. It was the right way for the Jets to go. Mike White has a big arm. He seems to make all the right throws, make all the right moves. And right now, he's the guy. Uh, If we see Zach Wilson again this year, I will be surprised. If we see Zach Wilson again as a Jet, I think it's probably 50-50. I think the Jets are going to have other opportunities to get better at the quarterback position. And I think we're going to learn more about that coming up. But either way, this is a big game against the Vikings. We're going to learn a lot about Sauce Gardner as a corner. Um, I expect him to shadow Justin Jefferson all day. And I expect him to be able to have a big day. If he has a big day and he holds Justin Jefferson, let's say to like 75 yards, the Jets probably win this game. I just don't know if... The Jets are going to be able to to do that. But I guess we're going to see. Um, The Vikings defense, again, their defense that could be had. Mac Jones probably had his best game of the year last week against the Vikings on Thanksgiving. So I expect Mike White to be able to make some big plays against this Viking defense. And the way the Vikings have played all year, this is going to be a one possession game. So if the Jets can just hang around long enough, let Mike White get Elijah Moore going, get Garrett Wilson going, maybe get that run game going with Ty Johnson. The Jets have a chance. It's it's going to be interesting. So we're going to see more on that game when we get to the picks. Now, real quick on the Mets. Obviously, big blow last night with Jacob DeGrom leaving. I personally would not have paid him $37 million a year. I know Mets fans are going to be upset. Obviously, DeGrom had said all the right things about possibly wanting to be here. Um, Just seemed like he was really ticked off after Max Scherzer got his deal. Mets tried to give DeGrom a similar deal. They went to 3-120. and 
So they made a strong offer. They basically just said, hey, we want to give you more money in less years. He wanted the years. He got about 60 more million. But like when you compare it per year, it's basically the same thing. So at the end of the day, DeGrom just really didn't want to be a Met. Um, and if that's the case, fine. The Mets, you know, are going to be players on other guys. Don't be surprised if they pivot toward our judge. Don't be surprised if they make a run to Justin Verlander. I don't think that's the move they need to make. If I was the Mets, I would probably start making some trade calls about some pitchers who are out there. I don't know who's necessarily on the market. Maybe the Mets go get Rodon. Um, again, that's not going to fill the DeGrom hole, but DeGrom hasn't really been here for the Mets. He's missed a lot of time. He's a guy who, you know, when he's on, he's great. But when when he doesn't want to pitch, he doesn't pitch. Shoulders, necks, this, that, whatever. He's, he's very difficult to deal with. So, you know, if you're the Mets, yeah, you're going to miss the guy. But I think there's a chance that the Mets come out looking ahead in this, uh, looking out better in this in, you know, two years when DeGrom is dealing with shoulder issues or different things or whatever. I think the Rangers, you know, they needed to make that move. They needed an ace. Um, they spent big last year in free agency with Seager and Marcus Simeon. And, you know, in another two years, it's one of those deals that all of a sudden everybody could be getting traded because they're not really super close to contending. I mean, I guess they are. They, they brought Bochi in. They have some talent, but... You know, tough division to win in. Mariners there, Astros there. Um, so I guess we'll see. But I mean, obviously the Mets have been linked to Otani a little bit, so maybe they go make that move. Um, but if you're a Mets fan, I, I would not be. I'd be upset, but I would not be distraught. The Mets made a strong offer. Steve Cohen, you know, did what he does. He came strong with the money, and you know, that that's all you could expect from him. Um, so I guess we'll wait and see what happens with that. But that was really all I wanted to touch on with that. And now to the picks, really. Um, let's get right to it. So going to pick the college championship games today. Did not get a chance to drop a USC-Utah pick last night. Don't really know which way I would have went in that game. Probably would have went with Utah. But either way, I uh, got three picks for you today. So in college... I am 26, 37, and 1 on the year. Not good at all. That's pretty terrible. Um, I apologize. But what are we going to do? So we start with the Big 12 championship game. I like TCU, minus the 1.5. I know they had to have a big comeback against Kansas State to win that game the first time. I know Kansas State is very talented and has a chance to upset the apple card here. TCU is hyper-focused. They're a very talented team. They found ways to win a lot of games this year, all of them. Um, maybe some games that they shouldn't have won. They found ways to win them. They're going to find a way again to win this game. I like TCU minus the one and a half. Next, Michigan and Purdue. I like Michigan minus the 16 and a half. I saw all I needed to see last week against Ohio State. Michigan was one of my two winners last week. Uh, I like them again. I think that... Harbaugh has this team playing at a super high level right now. They are, they're just gelling at the right time. Everything's coming together for them. They went from, Harbaugh went from can't beat Ohio State to just blowing them out two years in a row. I think the, the script is flipped. 
the Big Ten is Michigan's. They're going to roll here against Purdue. Michigan minus 16 and a half. And then finally, in the SEC championship game, Georgia minus 17 and a half. LSU got caught looking ahead last week. Texas A&M, not very good. Uh, blew them out. And Georgia is going to make their statement here. They're going to win pretty easily. I think like a 31-0, a 35-7 kind of deal. Georgia minus the 17 and a half. So TCU minus one and a half. Michigan minus 16 and a half. And Georgia minus 17 and a half. Now to the NFL. 34-26 and three on the year. Last week, not very good. Uh, two, five, and one. Pretty brutal. Um, so we got to bounce back here. Oh, I think we're going to bounce back in a big way. So, first things first, going to start in the Met Olands. Give me the Giants, plus the two and a half. I said it before, I like them outright. Just think, uh, think they get the run game going here. Washington without some key starters. I think the Giants defense finds their footing here. They're going to be able to stop the run. They're going to be able to contain Taylor Heineke. He's not going to be able to do a lot. Giants going to hold them to about 17 points, the Commanders. Um, and they're just going to find a way to win this game, win it ugly, 20-17, 21-17. Give me the Giants plus a two and a half. Next, Jets fans, I am sorry. Give me the Vikings minus the three. I just think that the Vikings have a little bit more talent. I think they're ready to win this game. Uh, this would be a big win for them. It would get them to 10 wins. I like their over nine to start the year. So that would be good. That would be a winner. Um, but I just like the Vikings here. I think Kirk Cousins is going to, you know, get things going. Dalvin Cook against that Jet defense. He's probably going to have a big day. Justin Jefferson is going to remind Sauce Gardner that he's still got a long way to go to be the best corner in the league, even though Sauce Gardner is elite. I like the Vikings minus three. Next, Titans and the Eagles. I like the Titans plus the four and a half. Titans are coming on strong. These are the types of games that Mike Vrabel wins as an underdog. Game he's not supposed to win on the road in December. Derrick Henry gets it going. This is the kind of game Derrick Henry goes for, you know, two touchdowns, 200 yards. Titans plus the four and a half. Next, Chiefs, Bengals, two teams, no love lost when they play each other. Give me the Chiefs, minus the two. I know Jamar Chase is coming back. I know the Bengals are starting to come on here a little bit. Doesn't matter. Chiefs, Mahomes having a historic year. Mahomes having an MVP kind of year. Chiefs, minus the two. And then finally, Mike McDaniel and the Dolphins travel to San Francisco. Got their game flexed next week against the Chargers. Give me the Dolphins plus the four on the road against the 49ers. I like Kyle Shanahan. I like the 49ers. I like what they're doing. I just think that double wide receiver attack is just too much for the 49ers to stop. Tua is playing at an elite level this year. He would be an MVP candidate if it wasn't from Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. Plain and simple, I just think the Dolphins have too much offense for the 49ers to win this game, especially with Debo Samuel, Debo Samuel possibly out. Dolphins plus the four. So to recap, Giants plus the two and a half. Vikings minus three. Titans plus the four and a half. Chiefs minus the two. 
and the Dolphins plus the four. All right, guys, that's an episode. Follow me on Instagram and on TikTok. Uh, follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at J-O-H-N-M-U-R-A-C-H-A-N-I-A-N. Follow me on TikTok, J, the number five, G-E-T-T-I-N-L-I-V-E. I will be at the Giants game tomorrow. L16, bright and early. Me, Justin Pennick, Nikki Snacks, Bobby Skinner in the house. Like, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend. J5, out.